0: At the end of the day, I was like, I just need something that is, like, simple and, you know, it doesn't have to be understood by everybody, but it it could be, like, a story that you could tell people. And I could see how, like, happy it brought people. One, two, three. Okay, I'm ready. Cool. Uh, What our lives are like and who we are.
1: Paul, an that podcast. Hi, guys. This is Ian. This is Sophia. And I'm Marie. This is Paul. Welcome back, everyone. And today, we have, we're have we very excited to have a guest on here. And I think we can all say that we're very, very excited because yeah. what she, she and what she does holds a very special place for Filipino students and mm-hmm. where we eat. So <laughs> I'd like to introduce Sasha Ortega. Hi, Sasha. How are you?
2: Hi.
0: Guys, good, good, good. (laughs)
1: Well, to begin, thanks for coming along. Um, I'm sorry, well, I'm sorry if this is imposing on your quarantine, but we're very excited to have you. No,
0: please impose as much as you want.
3: (laughs) Um, I guess we should explain what ho ho means. Well, I guess it was in the document, but it means hang out, hang out lang. I don't know if you've ever heard the term, but love it.
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) it's like momo, but then momo is different.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like chill, chill, chill lang. Um.
1: Yeah. 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 All right, so let's begin. So, hey, Sasha. So, um, why don't you begin by tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are now?
0: Yeah. So, um, before before we were started recording, we already kind of broke the ice, but I'm gonna have to be repetitive here, you guys. Sorry, you okay. have to hear it again. I <laughs> love the story. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I am Filipino, but I, I definitely do consider myself Filipino Canadian. Um, yes. I I definitely have a accent if I do speak Tagalog and Ilocano. <laughs> <laughs> My mom always yeah. says, you know, don't talk in the taxi in the Philippines. <laughs> I'm like okay, yeah. <laughs> they'll charge you more <laughs> like that. I know exactly. <laughs> uh no, but I uh, yeah, I, I was born in the Philippines and. You know, we headed to Canada when I was five years old, and I do have, like, memories of the Philippines, um, but, you know, I definitely would say I grew up here in Canada, Um, and, oh, I don't know, I don't know what to say, you guys. I am an art director by trade. Um, I went to school for, for business for a little bit at mm-hmm. School of Business, and then changed majors um, and went into creative creative art director, art direction, um, where I was an art director for five years, um, working on brands like BMO, McDonald's, uh, wow. Flight Center, <laughs> those wow. kind of uh, fun brands. Um, and, you know, my family has owned Tinuno. Uh, mm-hmm. at that time for a while and yeah. they were itching to open up a second location so I decided to uh, take a break and help them out with opening the second shop.
3: Yeah everyone knows not <laughs>
0: It's
1: like for for context like for every international student when we recommend like incoming Filipino students it's where they should Tenuna. eat it's always Tanuna. <laughs> it's like our Mecca. <laughs>
3: i love it <laughs> yeah at u of t that's where we we have like these kamayan events and people usually
0: go to soon for that but yeah oh thanks you guys it's really
2: close to you too yeah. <laughs> so you kind of mentioned that you um studied as an art director what was your experience like shifting as from your educational experience as an art director into a restaurateur and like what kind of inspired that transition
0: well when i was in like in university i did business school and you know the first two years i would say kind of gave me like the fundamental um fundamental elements of kind of starting your own business and and it definitely at that time didn't to me did not seem like something i needed but you know looking back now i'm like wow Thank goodness for that accounting class because I would not be able to, you know, be doing kind of the expensing reporting uh, that I do now um, in in my business. Mm-hmm. And I definitely don't regret um, doing business school because of that. Yeah. Um, but it it uh, before it could go into, you know, the more intense uh, specializations. Mm-hmm. um I got out of it and I went into creative direction so I I would say like I'm like half half <laughs> yeah I'm like yeah. business but also art <laughs> at the same yeah. time yeah um so it must have
3: been different like going from like you said all those companies like and then working in like a like with your family right like it, it must have been such a big Change in atmosphere and how is how is that like 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 working with family must be absolutely
0: <laughs> yeah. like I cannot begin to tell you how different it is because when you're in the corporate world, you know you there are going to be moments where people take things personally, but at the end of the day, people are professional and you mm-hmm. you know you are able to separate personal and work, but when you are in, you know. Uh, a yeah. one thousand square feet uh restaurant with your family, yeah. sometimes you bring work home and you know you, you kind of mix those things up and sometimes mm-hmm. it's not the best thing, but at the same time it's like the most amazing thing. <laughs> I can't yeah. explain it any yeah. more than that. <laughs>
3: um one one question we had was like when for both Tenuno and Tala and maybe it's different, but w- did you have in mind that it would be for the Filipino community in Toronto specifically, or um, was it meant to be shared with, like, the broader Canadian community?
0: I think, like, when when we first opened up to know it was definitely just for the community that it was centered in. So it, it's at Sherbourne and Bloor. Um, St. Janestown is, it is in St. Jamestown and it's a very... You know, immigrant hubby area. So it was definitely more targeted towards the Filipinos in the area. And it was actually started as a convenience store. So, like, very sorry, sorry store. But there was also like, Turo Turo, like context for people who don't know what that means. It's like, it's a hot table. So the food's already cooked and you just point at what you want.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? And um, yeah, so that's how it started. And we had um, a friend ask us. Like a family friend asked us if they can host this small party um in our space and they wanted to do and they wanted to do something different so we were, we were yeah. like oh yeah maybe why not kamayan like it's yeah. kind of it was at the time like pretty hot in the philippines like what the kamayan the kamayan spread and yeah. having it come yeah. into like the the restaurants which is really interesting because used to be just, like, in the beaches, right? <laughs> mm, yeah, um, yeah so, so we were like, what do you guys think about doing Kamayan? And, and they were all for it. And, you know, we went all out and bought, like, watermelons and tilapia, like, put every kind of seafood possible on the on the table. And mm-hmm. they they obviously posted it on Facebook. And then their friends mm-hmm. saw. And, and then, you know, their friends wanted to do the same thing. And before you knew it, we were slowly getting rid of the convenience store and all the sorry, sorry items. Oh. Um and we put in tables and that's how we were kind of yeah, it was like an accident to be honest. <laughs> it
2: that's wasn't hilarious. like, hey, we're
0: gonna open this restaurant, we're gonna do Kumayan. Yeah. It was it was definitely just like a trial and error kind of. Wow. Thing. I
1: didn't think Thank so. God for that accident. <laughs> like yeah. I literally cannot like envision my like experience at U of T without Kanuna. <laughs> <Aww. laughs>
0: Ian, it's like stop it. Virtual hug.
1: <laughs> it's, like, the only place I can get, like, a lemon set and, like, Dalandan. I'm, like, oh, my God. It's home. Yeah. Um,
3: I, like, are there, like, have you had customers that weren't Filipino? Like, because everyone knows, like, when you're Filipino, those foods are familiar to you. But then it's different mm. when it's, when it's a, you know, when it's, a non-Filipino or someone who's not familiar with the foods to try kamayan specifically it's like such a like it's it's Filipino foods plus it's using your hands, so it's like yeah how how's the response to to that kind of food from you know other not like non-Filipinos?
0: So at that time I would say like we were definitely getting more filipino customers but then it slowly transitioned into filipino customers bringing in their non filipino friends because they were they were very interested it was such a cool concept to them like you Mm. know there's ethiopian food and there's indian food which you do eat with your hands um but i i would say like because of the way it looked like the you know not to not to say uh not to not to make it sound like it's a bad thing but the instagram Mm -hmm. um the instagrammable food definitely (laughs) helped bring them in you know um and at the time like before covid happened nobody nobody had issues with with sharing food and sharing um ingredients uh all coming from the same table you know Mm -hmm. eating with our hands and yeah accidentally touching each other's hands like it wasn't an issue back then um so it, it and that's how it blew up, to be honest. And, and Tio came in and, and then, uh, you know, the story yeah. lives on. <laughs> yeah. Um.
1: It's actually really interesting because from like, from what we've experienced, people don't, like when they think of Asian food, especially in Toronto, they think, oh, Vietnamese food, Indian food, mm-hmm. Chinese food, but never Filipino food. And when they do yeah. think of Filipino food, it's like, oh, I want to go try Jollibee right or maybe upscale fusions but do you think it's because it's more catered to like and appealing to the western palette i i do think
0: it has to do a little bit with like filipino philippines is i wouldn't it's not developed you know there are parts like yeah. manila that are super developed but right now we're still wor- working our way there and you know when are when filipinos go <laughs> we are let's Let's hope for the future. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, No, but yeah, like when, when immigrants, uh, Filipino immigrants come to like, you know, a place like Toronto, we're kind of, you know, it's default work to be nurses and to be cleaners and nannies. Nobody, you know, when my friends, like growing up, when my friends were trying Filipino foods, they were trying it in my house. There wasn't a lot of, a ton of like options or you know actual um restaurants to go and try it and even if there were it's very you know alleyway <laughs> like yeah. things that people wouldn't necessarily comfortable in going mm-hmm. to
3: yeah.
0: um but yeah like i definitely hear you We're we're not as known and, and the representation um a couple of years back definitely wasn't there yet
2: that being said um like i guess in my experience i like growing up i always thought like oh if i go buy filipino food it's kind of like a waste of money because you can just buy that <laughs> at home right yeah 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 so do you think it is worth eating out or like going out of our way to go and find filipino restaurants
0: i definitely think it is just because um you know definitely try it in the filipino home first because there's something different like mm-hmm. mom's touch always going to be the best um, but when it comes to, like, the newer restaurants, I would say um, they do have, like, specialty items. Um, mm-hmm. Like, Tinuno is known for the Kamayan. And I would say, like, yeah. we've,
2: yeah.
0: you know, trial and error. We've uh, researched everything possible. And, and we try to, you know, put the best on, on the table. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, why why wouldn't Filipino food be worth it, you know? if uh, a hamburger can be priced at like 45 dollars why can't uh, a chicken adobo
2: (laughs) yeah I guess it kind of sucks because I literally had a friend yesterday tell me why don't you ever introduce me to Filipino food like you always talk about it but you never go out of your way to introduce me and I'm like I never realized that that was something I wasn't doing actively Mm. myself Mm
0: -hmm. and you know what Marie like You touched on a very good point, which is, you know, a sensitive topic, but yeah, growing up, I would say I wasn't proud of what was in my baon and what I was bringing to, to school. Um, I remember when I was in grade one, asking my mom to, buy. um, Buy me those Lunchable packs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know same. if you know what those are, but they're like they're so bad. They're like I I would bring them and then I'd be like, yeah, knock yourselves out, have it. Like I'm only bringing it just to show face that I have this. But it was basically like crackers and circular little hams and cheese and oh. yeah, the, the Kit Yeah, um, that's that's the pizza one. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I would say it's a good merienda, but it's not a good like meal for
1: a child. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah,
0: and and the the responsibility to put Filipino food out there definitely will come from, you know, Filipinos like us first um, to kind of take our friend's hand and be like, this is the beautiful world of Filipino cuisine. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly, and it's
1: very sad because If you, like, look at, like, I was watching a food documentary. Have you guys watched Chef's Table on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like, if you look at, like, if you watch, like, the span of it, like, for example, like, so many Asian countries are represented, and most of them have Mm -hmm. Michelin stars representing their own cultural food, but, like, we don't have any. It's very sad because I feel like we have a lot to give. Mm -hmm. But since we always feel that, oh, Filipino food, it's tied to the home, like, we wouldn't necessarily go out of our way to just showcase that we have so much to give. Like, what do you feel yeah. about that?
0: I I agree, honestly, Ian. And I'm so... When I see, like, a more, I guess, modern take on Filipino food, I'm all for it and want to go and try it. Like, I don't know if you guys heard of, like, Mineral... It's so rum, good. Oh, my God, it's so lamb. good. <laughs> good. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. yeah, right? So the, the head chef there, he... Uh, was a chef at La Mesa. Oh. I
2: don't know if you guys know that. Yeah. So
0: it's, like, those kind of things where I'm, like, amazing. Let's keep this going, you know?
3: Yeah. How Like, how important, like, on the topic of this, you know, hope like, hoping that we have more representation, how important do you think food is in our culture as Filipinos? Like, it's obviously
0: important, but in what way, like, I think with any culture, like the, the most like international, most understood, um, language is through food. It's mm. one of those things that, you know, you don't have to learn, you just have to try. <laughs> yeah. And when you're introducing your friends to it, they, they just have to be open-minded about it. Food's always the center of every like
3: Filipino get, or like not even just Filipino, but most get-togethers is yeah. always yeah. food. So
0: Everyone can relate on it, It's definitely like the the best icebreaker for for any setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like if you don't want to talk to people, you just go. Get them. <laughs> <Not even laughs> or or those like awkward moments, you just fill it with like a, a subo of something yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I can't talk. I'm chewing right now.
2: <laughs> what do you think would be the best food to first introduce someone to if they're not Filipino? To, oh, like man, ease yeah, them in I,
0: yeah I actually get asked this question a lot um because
2: you're like you know you don't want to go
0: straight into the bagoong like yeah, <laughs> then yeah they're just gonna like run out the door yeah um but like it, it's definitely the the staples and it's like pancit adobo mm. um lumpia. lumpia oh they go wild for the lumpia yeah yeah, yeah. right even though it's Chinese first, yeah. <laughs> from Shanghai, um, oh, yeah. but yeah, yeah. it's another thing, like, what is Filipino food? Because we've, you know,
3: mm-hmm. oh, we've
0: yeah. so much influence like, from,
3: yeah, yeah, um, um, how, like, we were going through um, the Instagram of, like, Taha, and we saw, like, there was someone that commented, she, she was Malaysian, right, Marie?
2: yeah 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 on the receipt on the note right oh yeah
3: yeah Yeah. and i just wanted to ask like what are some experiences you've had with like customers and their experience with your food like the food um like like you must get a lot of positive and positive responses like yeah i I want to know
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna tell you guys honestly like for the most part it is positive Mm -hmm. but the end of the day food is subjective it's what it's to your taste right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. if somebody grew up you know not eating so much flavor and you give them like going back to bagoong it's a shock to them and they're it's an acquired taste right um so you do get a lot of people who are like oh it's too plain like you know in the philippines we throw all the seafoods and everything straight to the grill without really any seasoning, right? Like we rely on the sauces, yeah, like yeah. The, yeah. the vinegars and oh. the, the side onions and all that. Mm. But what what they, you know, what they take out of it is like, oh, there's n- there's no seasoning, there's no flavor. But uh-huh. it's not to say they're wrong. It's just they've never experienced it, yeah. which is, mm-hmm. I would say, one of the more negative parts of just being a takeout place because you can't, walk a customer through kind of like Ah. how they should be eating their food
3: yeah
2: (laughs) Um, yeah
0: yeah Yeah.
2: why did you decide to start thala in the midst of covid and make like a takeout place
0: marie it was not an option (laughs) (laughs) so when when i um I was working on uh, at Jeep at the time as an art director, and that was when we got this cool opportunity to check out this sushi place um, owned by a lovely little Korean lady. But she was ready to to leave um, her restaurant and hand it, you know, to a next person. And we were we weren't like set on anything. We were just like, oh, why don't we go check it out? It's not going to hurt. So when we went in my mind just was starting to churn and i could see it coming becoming this like really cool filipino spot not just okay sorry not cool but like a comfort food place like that people can come and gather and bring their friends to and that's when i turned to my family and i was like like are you guys feeling the same thing as i am and they were like yeah (laughs) and so we decided to like go for it um so i gave in two weeks at jeep and yeah it it was, I would say like COVID wasn't really a thing yet. Like it was in the spectrum, but mm-hmm. nobody in Toronto was scared yet because, mm-hmm. you know, we, the government kept saying, oh, we're fine when it comes, like, we'll be ready. So yeah. we, we just kept going. Um, we started doing renovations to the place, started getting supplies, like plates. Like I was so excited because I can finally like art direct a restaurant to exactly what I wanted, um, to yeah. the tea. Um, yeah. and then, you know, when it finally, on my last day at Jeep, actually, uh, the government was like, everybody shut down oh <laughs> and we were God. like, what, what? <laughs> we're just about to open like <laughs> the next week. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, it was, it was just such terrible timing. Like, you know, at the time, at the time it was like, wow, I just let go of a really, really good job, yeah. Uh, yeah. at a really great brand and now I can't even open up um what I'm what I'm supposed to be opening up um and at that time you know they they were still allowing takeout and Mm -hmm. we were we we did open it up to be a takeout slash dine-in place Mm -hmm. um but because we didn't know what COVID was or you know the the extent of it Mm um we decided to to delay the opening we closed uh, Tinuno for like a very long time I would say like two months Um, and we decided to really do our research and figure out what was the best way to kind of conquer the situation before going in there blindly because you know the health of our family our staff especially our customers Mm -hmm. that was obviously priority and and we didn't want to risk that at all.
2: Yeah. I find it so inspiring you were ready to like just drop everything and like yeah. really go for your dream and yeah, just yeah. do whatever. <laughs> that's, that's <a> rigorous, uh, <laughs> it's
3: obviously worth I know. It, but...
0: it was. And at that obviously at that time you're just like so sad and, and so mm-hmm. scared. Like my anxiety was through the roof. Um, mm-hmm. but with the help of, you know, my partner and uh, my family, it we just, yeah, we just tried to stay
1: positive.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, well, thank God it worked out. I mean, I just had lunch. <laughs> I, mean, I just had takeout today. It was really good. So. Oh, thank like, you,
0: Ian.
1: I mean, I, I bet like half of my contributions to this episode just me like saying I've eaten. <laughs>
3: um what what were your like what were your inspirations for like how you designed like tala like how the advertising of it and everything Um, and also how did you choose the name tala in the first place
0: oh funny funny story um when we so we sat down and we were like hey what should we name this next restaurant and um i really wanted it to be a tea just to like pop off of the tea into you know yeah um, and we were landing on things like bogey like I don't even know <laughs> <laughs> we were just like throwing things at the wall and seeing what was sticking but at, mm-hmm. at the end of the day I was like I just need something that is like simple and you know it doesn't have to be understood by everybody but it, it could be like a story that you could tell people mm-hmm. um, so I researched like I went back to the flag and I was like, okay, what is red? What is blue? Like, how do you say these things in, in Tagalog or Ilocano? Uh, what is sun? What is star? And then when I finally got to star and saw uh, the word Tala, that's when I was like, hey, guys, what, what about Tala? And everybody broke out in laughs. And I was like, what? What is so funny? And then they all, like, turned on Tala by Sarah Hirani.
1: Not... <laughs> like, oh like God, dancing yeah. to it. And I was like,
0: oh, my, it's a thing? And I could see how like happy it brought people. So I was like, okay, hey, like, I guess this is it. It's Tala. And I love the meaning of it. You know, it's a star. Um yeah. And ironically enough, during COVID, it was a star, like in, in the darkness of yeah. COVID. Yeah. It was like a happy thing that happened.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we were thinking the song, and then it's probably we yeah. were like, It's probably not the song, but like.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, like the the advertising and the marketing of it, I wanted it to not be like too modern. I wanted it to remind, I wanted it to remind people of like nice home. Um. So we did have a lot of like that kind of influence. Like my Pinterest was over the roof with those kind of things. <laughs> yeah. I think oh, i remember
3: i remember in like march when it first when like the the website was first up i remember checking mm. it out because someone sent it in the group chat for for fsats like and then you're like oh there's a new filipino restaurant
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so yeah we, we definitely like teased it a lot <laughs>
2: yeah it's super aesthetic though like just to look at oh thank you yeah,
0: yeah. i mean like t- If I'm being honest, like that's, that's part of, I guess, the experience of, of food in general too, right. Um, Mm -hmm. When you look at like other Filipino restaurants um, that aren't so known, I think part of that is because it's not so much marketable, like they really, really have to Mm -hmm. rely on the taste of their food and, you know, word of mouth, whereas this was kind of just like a, a really great vehicle to to show people
1: yeah Yeah.
3: um and how's how's the experience been so far it's been i don't know how many months since it's been up like how how has it been
0: it's been six months and it feels like three years (laughs) no but it's been really really great because we we've got so much support from from the media like it, it was all earned media we we never reached out to people they reached out to us which was honestly such a blessing and so so very happy and thankful for um all of those opportunities mm-hmm.
2: i guess <laughs> to close what we're what we want to do is like a quick rapid fire so like the first thing you think of when i ask you a question or like if it's like a blank we want you to like fill in the blank is that okay with you Oh man, this is pressure. But do
3: it. I love it.
2: Do you know Boyabunda? Bunda? Yes.
3: Yes, he does. Like, I mean, like I don't talk.
0: watch him like completely, but I've seen like clips on
2: YouTube.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: he does like fast talk, and it's it's like so. Ah! Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay, you ready? Okay. okay first one. Favorite food. A sip of water. What? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> take that sip of
0: water. <laughs> Okay,
2: okay, I'm good. Go. Okay, you ready? First question: favorite food. Laing. The, oh yes, the, when you yes. Say food,
0: when you say food, though, do you mean Filipino food or like other things?
2: <laughs> well, your first answer was laing, so we'll stick with that. But it yes, was. We, I love laing. <laughs> Happiness Me too. is blank. Happiness is family. Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. Last show you last
0: binged. Last show. Um. It's a Korean drama. My my boyfriend's Ooh. Korean so we watched it. It's called uh Ah. Uh, it's a it's a show about restaurants actually. Oh, Itaewon. Oh, Itaewon
2: class. Yes, Itaewon. Class. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Song you've been recently playing on repeat. Tala.
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um honesty
2: by Pink Sweat. Oh yes good song thanks one thing on your bucket list
1: go to the
0: Philippines again honestly
2: when was the last time?
0: Uh, the last time was three years ago
3: okay well, wow. not that long ago
0: yeah. Well, yeah it still felt like a while
3: yeah you know, a lot
2: of things have probably changed
3: yeah <laughs> especially now
2: yeah Okay, uh first thing you'll do once COVID ends. Hug people I couldn't hug. <laughs> no, <so> <laughs> <laughs> uh silver lining of this pandemic. Uh definitely people
0: who who came out and supported uh Tala regardless of the the circumstances.
2: Okay, and final, I guess, two questions. What is your hope for Filipino food and culture and where do you see Tala in five years from now?
0: I hope that obviously Filipino food gets its, its well-deserved time in the spotlight. And I can't wait for more, you know, younger generation to kind of rise up to the opportunity. And it's not a competition. I highly, highly, if anybody, you know, Filipino or not, is interested in opening up their own shop like just do it um we're always looking to lift each other up and if and if anybody um is interested in that like would love to even like bounce off ideas um because that's the only way we can we can uh get filipino food out there
3: where do you see tala in five years
0: i see tala all over canada you guys Yes. yes. Yes, it will happen. It will happen. I love it when customers are like, when are you coming to Vancouver? When are you coming to Montreal? I'm like, yes. Hopefully one day.
3: It'll happen.
0: At least uh, maybe just sorry sorry store.
2: You're sorry, sorry. Like I read the description and I'm like this is the cutest thing. <laughs>
0: It's so, it's such a, that is like what was the birth child of COVID, to be honest. Oh, okay. Well, I guess,
3: I guess that's the end of our, this episode. Um, Ian, do you want to close?
1: Sure. Well, Sasha, thank you so much for coming on. And thank you so much for provide not only coming on, but giving us like students a place that we can go in and eat and feel at home i think we can all say like from the bottom of our hearts that tinuno yeah. and places like that, that are like means so much more mm-hmm. than you think we actually do
3: yeah it really guys. Like, it really brings a sense of home and for those that aren't able to go to the philippines you know for like for a long time it's it's just nice to have that yeah to, to have that sense of home in,
2: in nice to see. Like, yeah. sorry oh, go ahead. And it's nice to see like Filipinos embrace their culture and not be afraid of that. Cause I think that's something a lot of people do struggle with growing up, like you said before.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, that certainly comes with age too, Marie. Like we, as you grow up, you kind of realize like what is important and yeah, our culture and identities is is definitely at the top of the list too. Thank you guys so much.
3: Thank you, thank you. you. This really means a lot. um But yeah, so this is the end of this episode. We'd also like to thank um, Shai andal for um, for editing this and um, J JP Arciliano for um, JSYR on, on
2: Spotify. Yes.
3: JSYR on Spotify. Okay, love. All right.
2: Okay.
0: Thank you. Thank
3: Bye. You.
2: Thank you. Bye, Bye you guys.